Howdy and hello, listeners. How 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 are we? It's it's been a minute. Um, again, sorry for that. I'm the most infrequent poster that uh, has ever existed. Um, so I'd like to start off this podcast by announcing, if you don't already know, Elizabeth Warren has officially dropped out of the presidential race. Um, she is currently assessing with her team what their next step is going to be. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a victory had, um, I'll keep a good portion. I mean, I'm still gonna, still gonna roast a little bit. Keep a good portion of my personal comments to myself because right now our main focus is creating unity, but I will say, um, I'm surprised because She's been preaching unity for this whole time. Also, side note real quick. Sorry, um, I am a little sick, so I will be sniffly during this episode. If that bothers you, I am sorry. Um, She's been preaching unity this whole time, yet all that her campaign has been for the last three to four weeks has just been a division of the Democratic vote, just splitting the vote. So, I mean, I'm surprised to see her drop out now, but hey... Uh, I'm glad to see it. So with that, uh, let's, let's freaking get into it, folks. So today we're going to be talking about a few things. Um, mainly we're going to be focusing on Warren's dropping out and what that means, but that's going to bring up some other topics. Um, first I would like to go ahead and start by talking simply about her dropping out. Um, Like I said, it has uh, come as a surprise at this point because based on her polling numbers, her her delegate numbers and all these things, uh, she should have dropped out a long time ago. Sorry, she should have dropped out a long time ago. And the fact that she didn't for a while there, and I was literally having a conversation with someone today, uh, shout out Bryn and the whole crew over at Beep Beep Lettuce, uh, big fan. Of course, you know that, um, I was having a conversation with Bryn this morning and, um, I literally said like, if she doesn't like, I'm so surprised that she hasn't dropped out. Yeah, and, like, the fact that she hasn't gives me this idea that she's not going to. And then, like, three minutes later, she was like, oh, by the way, New York Times just announced that Elizabeth Warren is dropping out of the race. Um, So, I mean, again, I'm glad to finally see it. This has been a long time coming. This is something that should have happened a while ago because as someone who has been the pro-DNC candidate and has been the pro-white uh, liberal candidate for a while now, um, who has been preaching that Bernie Sanders and what his campaign stands for is simply just uh, division of the, the Democrats, and that we need a candidate who is going to unite us because we have to be uh, one strong wall against Donald Trump and the Republicans and all this bullshit. And yet she was standing on that stage, staying in the race, 
when she was polling below fucking 5% with less than 20 delegates up until this point. And, like, I don't know, it was pretty frustrating to see her drop out now at this point because I was having fun making fun of her. Um, But, like, the question now becomes, if she really is pro-unity, if what her narrative is going to continue to be is that she needs to uh, help to unite the, the Democrats... Um, she unequivocally has to endorse Bernie. And where this becomes a problem is because a lot of people who are only paying attention to uh, Super Tuesday numbers, only paying attention to what CNN and MSNBC are going to tell them, uh, they think, and I mean, even people in my family... (laughs) Um, think that Joe Biden is really the electable candidate and is really polling higher and he has more delegates and all these things. Um, but what what that lacks understanding of is what, one, the infrequency of which polls are actually accurate um, and how easily statistics can be manipulated. Um how little difference uh, the 66 extra delegates that he has uh, as of when I checked last night, um, how, how insignificant that really is, um, and what his quote-unquote electability is actually built on. So first, we'll finish up with Warren, all right? Guys, she ran, as much as I was not a fan from the start... <laughs> She ran a good campaign. She did a good job. She uh, was doing... She was surging there for a while. We really thought she was going to be the the DNC's pick. Um, But now that she's gone, uh, fellow Bernie supporters, we have to uh, appreciate her and her followers and welcome them with open arms as uh, we are trying to welcome Pete Buttigieg, Andrew Yang, um, Mike Bloomberg's... uh, followers we have to uh open our arms to elizabeth warren's uh voters um so yeah shouts out elizabeth warren i won't post fuck you today um thank you for running a decent campaign uh fighting against trump you're moderately not terrible in my book i guess um but now the focus has to shift to joe biden because i mean realistically who who really who the fuck else is left in the race? I mean uh I I honestly don't even know. I know we have Delaney. Delaney's still in it, I think. Um but I don't really know who I, I and I pay attention to this shit. So like the fact that I don't really know who's left is kind of uh a testament to like what people uh think if they're not paying attention. Um And a lot of people who are just simply watching CNN or retweeting or liking shit that their 33-year-old graphic designer cousin is posting on Facebook, they think that Joe Biden's, like, a fucking G. And a lot of people that are, like, pro-Obama and, like, pro-Joe Biden and Obama's, like, bromance are wanting Joe Biden. Um, A lot of liberals who uh, don't do a lot of uh, individual research want Joe Biden. But I urge you, uh, if you are someone who is leaning towards Joe Biden or really doesn't know at this point, 
Uh, I urge you to do some research into Joe Biden's history as a, a government official, not only in his uh, pu- public uh, comments and uh, things of that nature, but but his voting history. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like that I'm anti-Obama uh, and his uh, presidency. But I mean, if you look at really what Obama and his, uh, his, I can't even think of the fucking word, his team, I guess we'll say, were doing while he was president for those eight years, um, we see a lot of things that are happening now under Trump that are being scrutinized. I mean, Obama was one of the main, uh, proponents that got McKinsey and Company the contract, uh, that eventually became ICE. Uh, he helped instill ICE in, I believe it was 2009. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm going off of uh, remnants of articles that I've read in the past. Um, he was bombing Syria way before Trump even was considering becoming president. Uh, his deportation rates were uh, just about uh, par, if not above par, of what Trump's office is doing right now. Um, he was also selling weapons to Saudi Arabia. Um, he had a military presence in Iran, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Uh, he helped (coughs) to instill somewhat of the coup that is in Bolivia and in Venezuela and in, um, oh, not Chile. Um, oh, it's another South, oh, shit, uh, I'm sorry. But he he helped instill some of the coups that are currently in um, South America. A lot of his think tanks uh, eventually transferred over to campaigns like Pete Buttigieg. Um, Some of his former uh, policymakers were a part of Shadow and that whole fiasco. Um, If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to my Iowa caucus episode. Um... But, I mean, Barack Obama was not a good person. Yes, he was the liberal's wet dream of a president. He was a black man that had uh, pit bulls and played basketball and, like, did a mic drop at, like, the that end of the campaign, or that end of the presidential election fucking speech, whatever that is. I don't even care. Um, so, yeah, he was cool, and he was quote-unquote woke, but that is all that that's the that's the substance that was the Obama administration was neoliberal wokeness, which is not what we as a country and as a people need. We need true substantial policies. We need uh, a candidate that is f- actually fighting for change, not simply saying that change is needed. Um, Obama and his administration, as well as with Joe Biden, uh, we're committing some of the same, uh, I'll use the word atrocities, of course, you know, that's not what I mean, that, uh, Trump was doing, or Trump is doing now that are being scrutinized, but, you know, that's all because everybody hates Trump and thinks that Trump is the problem when it's actually a systematic institutional problem, but we won't get into that too much. <clears throat> but some, just, just to really just course over two, two pretty big things, um, with Joe Biden, he was a segregationist. Um, if you don't know that, uh, you need to pay a little bit more attention to what uh, you're doing when it comes to politics. Uh, Joe Biden was a part of the segregationist party, a party in the, 
want to say late 60s, early 70s, that uh, tried to fight to re uh, reinstate segregation in schools across America. Um, <clears throat> and there's a couple interviews where people call him out for that, and it's pretty funny watching him try to defend that, so go ahead and look those up. Um, and then another one that, like, re- really is important to me that I don't think a lot of people... Um, and and I just came up with another one while saying that, um, that a lot of people don't really think about because, uh, the, the narrative in this country is very pro-military, pro-America, pro the spread of democracy. Um, he voted pro the Iraq war in every single bill that came out in question of it. Um, his voting record shows that he was 100% pro the Iraq war, pro the, uh, conflict in Afghanistan, um, pro uh the iran um military uh whatever you want to call it um presence that was uh shipped out um and then if you take those two things and we'll we'll talk about the third for a second here in a minute um if you take those two things and then you transfer that same energy over to bernie sanders he fought valiantly marched with Martin Luther King, um, fought for civil rights. And, like, it's pretty weird to me, as a a person uh, who lives in 2020, that there was ever a time where, like, being pro-civil rights was, like, a a, a weird stance to have, like, a a controversial ideology to have. Um, Like, because, like, it, it... everybody's a fucking human being like civil rights are like the least that african-americans could have asked for um it's literally the bare minimum uh for survival and like to say that you were pro-civil rights your black lives matter is like a controversial statement even to this day um which is insane but i mean you look at bernie sanders there's so many uh pictures of him marching with uh dr king there's pictures of him that one very famous one uh getting uh detained by police officers after a civil act of disobedience uh in uh in favor of civil rights um so i mean you look at those two things and then also uh bernie sanders voted against the iraq war he voted against the conflict in afghanistan he voted against uh the mil- united states military presence in iran uh on every instance his voting record is there you can look it up uh if you don't believe me it's all uh public uh information and then the third one that like is important to me but not many people really think is important because again narrative and nuance in this country um joe biden voted with can't remember if it's Clinton or Bush for uh, mandatory minimums uh, for drug offenses. He voted uh, with the continuation of the war on drugs. Um, he voted with uh, the three strikes you're out rule. Um, and Bernie Sanders didn't. So, like, I mean, those three things right there should tell you why Joe Biden isn't an electable candidate. But let's let's translate this into 2020, what's happening right now. Uh, history is history. People can change, right? I'll, I'll keep his, his baths and whatever you want to call them out of the picture. But, I mean, they're there to go watch and... I think you should get high and watch them because they're kind of hysterical. Um, but they're also incredibly depressing because, like, someone who is that senile 
who obviously has mental uh, impairments that are affecting him due to his old age and the stress that he's under in a presidential campaign. Um, It's depressing to see for me that his family, as well as the the people uh, on his campaign team, are allowing him to not only worsen his, his health because of all the stress he's under, but also make just an absolute mockery of himself. Um, as you can tell, I'm not a Joe Biden fan by any means, but I mean, I, I am, I, I, I couldn't, if my grandfather was like, if my grandfather was Joe Biden, I would not want him to be in the public eye in the way that he is now. Um, it's just a disgrace to him. And if his family really loved him, they would understand that and remove him. But then the, then, then the real thing to look at becomes the money with uh hold on one second let me blow my nose sorry sorry if this is gross uh actually you know what i'm gonna pause so you guys don't have to hear this and we're back um but then then the then the thing to watch becomes uh where the money is coming from uh with mike bloomberg dropping out of the race joe biden now has 61 billionaires that have endorsed or uh, donated or contributed to his, uh, campaign. Um, a few of the notable, uh, ones would be, um, Exxon Mobil has, uh, donated to the Biden campaign. Um, I can't think of the name. One of the, one of the largest, uh, pharmaceutical, the, the dude that like, um, what is his name? Let's see if that search brings anything up. Nope, that's not. All right, whatever. Um, the dude who like owns the. I don't. I don't think he owns the the patent to insulin but he's his company is like the main developer of insulin or something like that in america his his company is donated to the biden campaign so i mean it's to to this day right now after super tuesday bernie sanders still has zero billionaires to have contributed to his campaign and i know a lot of people hear that and they go who the fuck cares but that that is that is a, a big thing to, to pay attention to. Uh, politics in Washington are very corruptible things. And being in Congress for so long, it has to be tiring to be so anti-capital, so anti-billionaire, and not eventually fall to the wayside and start accepting money, money from these people. And yet Bernie Sanders has run his entire election, both in 20, or his entire campaign, both in 2016 and now into 2020, completely without billionaire contributions. He has amassed the largest grassroots individual contributions that any presidential campaign has seen ever in this country. Um, And he's running numbers even with some of these uh, politicians that are getting billionaire contributions. So, I mean, that right there should tell you all you need to know about Bernie Sanders. But if you need more information... Let's talk about 
let me look at my notes really quick. Um, so we talked about Biden's incompetence and his dementia, basically. We talked about Warren dropping out. Um, I guess we'll, we'll hop back to Warren really quick. So the, the narrative that I saw by one post on Facebook um, by one of my friends was, uh, to, to paraphrase, was basically, I can't wait until America is ready for a woman to be president. Which, yes, I understand how this makes it look. Uh, another old white male becoming president. But what, what you have to understand is besides his physical characteristics who bernie sanders is to his core is warren was nowhere near close to it um a lot of people wanted to compare warren and bernie and say they're the same person that their policies were similar that their agenda was the same and although warren was somewhat anti-capitalist was somewhat anti-billionaire her policies did not even couldn't even hold a candle to bernie's and her ideology and her campaign and what it stood for was not the same as Bernie. Um, so yes, it sucks. Uh, again, we might have a old white man as the president of this country. And yes, it is tiring seeing the same face, um, on the, the dollar bills and everything, but who Bernie is, is not what he is. He is a white male, but he is not that to his core and the stereotypes that come along with that he is for the people and has been for his entire government career everything is public information if you question any of it research it it's all there um so to say oh america wasn't ready for a woman president go back to 2016 the popular vote was pro hillary most of the country wanted a hillary president hillary's a woman But Warren was not who the people were asking for now. Was she a woman? Yes. Does it suck that another white man is going to be president, possibly? Sure. Does it not suck that Bernie fucking Sanders might be president? Exactly. Because Bernie, as I said, is for the people, by the people. So the narrative of, you know, America, that's the, that's, if, if, the Warren supporters don't come to Bernie's side. The narrative of those that don't make that shift is going to be America's anti-woman. Um, Bernie uh, pushed her out. Things of that nature. But if you believe that, I'll give you two things. One, go back to 2016. Bernie publicly and privately told Elizabeth Warren to run as a president. She denied it because she knew she wasn't going to beat Hillary. Now in 2020, she runs against Bernie. That's betrayal. Number two, uh, Warren publicly accused Bernie Sanders of being a misogynist when all of his government and personal history uh, proves the contrary to be true. Um, Bernie had a three and a half hour conversation with Elizabeth Warren in which he told her that you know, he's willing to work with her and all these things. Even after the shit that she's done to him, he, she's a, she's a snake. Uh, she's a politician through and through. And Bernie is still standing with her and offering her the ability to stand with him. So I think that's an important thing to pay attention to. And then my last note that I have, um, for this episode, um, are, 
Oh, wait, real quick. So uh, Warren will either endorse Biden if enough money gets uh, into her pocket or she'll be VP uh, for Bernie. Um, we'll, we'll see where that goes. My my money, uh, I'll, I'll give each of you uh, three barbecue Pringles um, if slash when Warren officially endorses Biden because that's what I'm expecting to happen. I won't be surprised if either happens, but the, the Biden thing is more likely. So there's that. The last two notes that I have are Super Tuesdays and Bernie's winnings throughout and before Super Tuesday. So because of Super Tuesday, the uh, narrative is now becoming with a lot of uh, liberal or neoliberal people who are just, uh, you know, true MSNBC followers. Uh, the the narrative is now becoming Joe Biden, the, the Biden comeback. Um Yet again, Biden, as it stood last night when I looked it up, only had 66 more delegates than Bernie Sanders did with uh, a good portion of the uh, states not even at a, uh, 90% reporting. So, I mean, that's insignificant. Uh, you look at what country or what countries, what states he was winning in. They're mostly southern uh, red states um, that would normally vote pro-Republican. Pro Biden is someone who's uh, voting uh, and uh voting history is uh more red he has said that he's willing to work with a republican running mate uh, a lot of his history is uh uh aligned with a lot of republican values so i mean that much is obvious bernie is uh painted as a socialist and as a it's a demonized person so of course the southern states that are pro-republican that are pro these conservative ideals are going to go after biden so that doesn't even matter because these are states that we weren't expecting to win in anyways but then you look at some of the states that Bernie was winning in. Um, I mean, you have states like, uh, oh, I believe Oklahoma was one that Bernie won. Uh, uh, let me go. Let me let me look this up before before I say anything. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'll still look it up. But I mean, most of most of what's important is all right so we have of course biden won in alabama he won in arkansas he won in north carolina biden won in oklahoma so i was wrong there biden won in tennessee biden won in texas um biden won in virginia which that one was kind of surprising but whatever but if you look at second place and I know this was kind of like preached against when Bernie won in Iowa and they were talking who's in the second place. But it's important to note that people like Michael Bennett, Tom Steyer, um, John Delaney, all these people who have more right wing conservative values than Bernie Sanders, we're not even coming close to Joe Biden. And in most of the states where Joe Biden won, Bernie Sanders came in second place. Of course, Bernie won California, Colorado. He won um, Utah. He won Vermont. So, I mean, yes, did Bernie lose in a lot of states that he should have won? Yes. But he came in second place in most of those states. And on top of that, it's not surprising that he lost in a lot of these states. That, like I said, they were more conservative values. So I, I think that the narrative coming now is we have to see that Bernie Sanders, again, has amassed the largest grassroots uh following he has the people's vote for the most part uh the the biggest voting block since the baby boomers is coming in in 2020 
um, and they are for the most part pro-burning. So I think right here and right now, I would like to say that if things go as they're supposed to, if things work uh, legally and above the board, Bernie Sanders will win the nomination um, and become president. But we'll see what the DNC does. We'll see how the DNC paints Bernie as being devilish again. We'll see how the DNC screws him over. We'll see how the DNC uh, tries to hand it off to whoever's going to take the most money and push the status quo. So we'll we'll see what happens. But again, Elizabeth Warren dropped out. Warren supporters were here for you. Buttigieg supporters were here for you. Bloomberg supporters were here for you. Um, coming out, come on over to the winning team. Bernie is here for you, no matter what race, no matter what religion, no matter what ethnicity, no matter what country you're from, what socioeconomic background you're from, Bernie has, will, and is fighting for you on a daily fucking basis. That ends the episode. Thank you, as always, to the three people who are still listening to this. I appreciate you very much. If you don't already, go ahead and find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Annoying Question Boy. Um, You can also find my blog on Blogger, also at Annoying Question Boy. All those links are going to be in one or the other social media platform. Um, Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you all. Burning 2020, burning your bust, burning your vest. Let's fuck this shit up. Go. Um, let's see. (laughs) Go, go to a drag queen reading and give them capital and tell them to read it to the kids. Have a nice day. And as always, it has been your boy.